Hey everyone and welcome to the Color Authority. This is Judith podcasting out of Milan, Italy. I'm so excited for again another episode of my podcast. I'm going to be podcasting for the next couple of weeks and months with the most inspiring people in the world of color. So if you want to know more about color and learn about this topic, make sure you tune in to the Color Authority. Follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on Instagram under the Color Authority and let's see what my next guest has to say. Welcome to the Color Authority. Today I'm going to be talking to Patricia Feci, who works as Color Marketing and Design Services Manager of the Sharon Williams Company in Brazil, one of the largest paint manufacturers and distributors in the world. She's responsible for all color support to company-owned stores, dealers, home centers, and she assists with color systems, country-specific color palettes, design trends, color merchandising, training, and new business development. She's a part of the Sharon Williams Global Color Forecast team that tracks and forecasts color trends and design influences for the coatings industry. She creates and gives color presentations to architects and designers. Patricia is a member of the Color Marketing Group Association and also vice president of Procore Brazil Association. I can't wait to talk to her and see what is happening in Brazil. Welcome to the Color Authority. Bom dia, Patricia. How are you today? Bom dia. I'm pretty good. And you? It's a pleasure to be here with you. So, Patricia, you're calling in from home in Sao Paulo, Brazil, right? Yeah, I'm working from home. It's a very simple question, which maybe for some people is not very simple. But what is color to you, Patricia? <laughs> This is a, a good question to start. Color for me is life. And I believe everything that is related to life, the joy of life, the joy of living, the hope, passion, the love, I believe is a mix of emotions in a positive way. And I really cannot imagine my life without color. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, us color professionals, I mean, I came about color almost by mistake. I remember I was working in, in Kawasaki at the time and my coworker at the time He said, you know, you have to go to color marketing group. You know, that's that's where all the color people are at. And I'm like, wow, there's color people I'm like that's amazing. Let's go. And that's obviously how I started in color. And that's how we met as well. Patricia, I think we met like a couple of years ago, somewhere in Miami, probably during the color marketing group summit there. I think that's the first time we met, probably. You know, I was starting to, to remember this, but I believe it was in the first one that I, I met you was Palm Springs, I believe. I that could be too, Palm Springs. Yes, when I was running for board of directors. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what, yeah, I believe that was the first time we we were like officially introduced <laughs> <laughs> officially because as in everybody in the color world you know we follow each other i mean it is a small world in the end i mean we know each other's work for for a long time and you have been working for sharon williams in sao paulo brazil for over 22 years right now and almost your entire career how do you keep inspired how do you stay with a company for 22 years and you keep that energy going over all those years and you still also find inspiration for your color trends <laughs> Oh my God, I didn't know you were going to mention how many years I have been working with Sharon Williams. <laughs> They're going to find out how old I am. So, okay, indeed, my entire color career has been developed in this company, Sharon Williams Banks. My background is business administration and I have a master in marketing. And before working at Sharon Williams, I worked 
in the sales area selling consumer goods such as personal healthcare products. And everything that I learned, everything that I know about color, I acquired during all these years working for Sharing Winning Things. And also, this gave me the chance to be part of the color marketing group, which I really, really love. <laughs> so the other question is how I get inspired. So I believe when you love color, when you are passionate about color, and I know that you are one of this kind of person, I can tell that anything that surrounds you can be an inspiration. It's quite automatically, I believe, because your brain and your soul get used to see color or an inspiration for a color trend or even a new color palette in everything that you observe, in everything that you're looking at. So when we see a picture or a scene in color family or putting the colors in an order like you were doing a color combination mentally, I believe that's what the way I the way I see, the way I get inspired every time that I see something. But I would say that the thing that most inspire me is nature. So to be close to nature as many as possible, all the environment has been for me the major um, source of inspiration. I think indeed it's interesting what you said, indeed that when you work with color it becomes automatic. While you're just walking on the street, while you're going to the park, uh, even when you're on holidays, color just comes right at you. For us, it's it's so natural that indeed automatically we see color combinations and we also see, you know, what, what maybe are colors that we could be using for our trend research. Now, you mentioned indeed um, your trend research that you also are doing for Sheldon Williams. How do you and your team come about all those color trends that you do each and every year again? How do you define those? And also, how do you define those, for example, for the Brazilian market, which probably is different than the rest of Latin America? We got some outside information, such as reports and surveys related to consumer purchase, customer behavior trends. Also, then we analyze other information that we get participating in workshops, virtual events related to our business segments or even to color, like in Color Marketing Group. Also participating in trade fairs. And then we cross all these information and put together the influences that will drive the next color palette or the next color trend. And I believe the, what makes it different in Brazil from other countries or other Latin America countries would be that I believe that we are more, more emotional driven. Mm. I believe when we have to face that, we have economic and social difference among uh, these countries and these regions. You have to be aware of that. And this is also going to impact the way that people understand and the weight that color has to them when choosing a product. Or service. So how is that weight different? So let's say um, somebody in Brazil is going to pick up a new color for their for their home or for even their, their exterior paint. How would a Brazilian think differently in what color they pick than somebody living, for example, in, in Colombia or in Argentina? I believe that we use more vibrant and saturated colors in the way that we dress up and also in the way that we paint our houses or we decorate our houses. And even in the food that we eat, we have a climate that provides us to have fresh fruits and vegetables the entire year, a climate that allows us to do outdoor activities and to be closer to nature. Not, not now very much because of the pandemic, but usually this is the way that we live. So this has a great impact when we see color, when we gain the way that weight color in our daily 
routine. Uh, but at the same time that we like to use saturated colors, uh, we still sell a lot of white color paint. Of white and neutrals are still the best selling colors when we think about coloring in the walls in an interior project, for example. So we are gradually changing these. We feel that sometimes people are afraid of painting their walls with pops of color. But when they start from one color project, putting the color in one project, it seems that they cannot give away the use of color walls. I believe this is much about this way that we choose color here. So color is very important to, to most Brazilians indeed. But what are the current differences in, in preferences for the Brazilian consumer? Because obviously Brazil is a huge country, which probably has very different preferences um, in different areas of the country. Is that true? Just like, you know, Italy has that and Europe uh, per se has that as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, you worked here uh, for some for some time. I mean, you work with Latin America, so you know how things are here. But yeah, uh, we have uh, huge countries. So we have differences from the south to the north, to the center. But Brazilians, I believe that it has a natural joy for life, I believe. Even when we have difficult moments and situations just like that, we still have hope. We help each other. We try to make our country a better place to live. So in the last 15 years, I, um, we have been seeing an increase in initiatives to preserve the environment, to make people understand that they also responsible for their surroundings, for the environment, for the other person that live, lives across the street or even in the street. Mm -hmm. So we used to leave it to the government. And we saw that we need to do also something. So Brazilians are also passionate about life, about being generous, being friendly, helping each other. So many cope actions involving sustainability and social products are being developed, uh, like the reuse of materials to provide a new one, co-working areas, spaces, renovation of damaged areas with local voluntary service. And all these you can put and use uh, different colors, but we are like trying to see our environment differently and trying to help this and not destroy this. So we are doing a lot of green actions right now. Yeah, that's something that we're seeing because a lot of people obviously seem to think that the situation for that we're in is also due to not caring for our environment and for our, our mother earth very well, of course. And I think that indeed Brazil with uh, you know the biggest forest Amazon that, that obviously that is you know giving us all oxygen it's super important and obviously that the trends indeed but also the people of Brazil are the first to you know protect that yeah I mean we should you know, be the first one we know that sometimes we as I mentioned we leave it to the government and we know that it's not working so we have to do something for our country and I, I believe that we are seeing more and more activities more and more organizations taking care of what is ours. Mm -hmm. So somebody who is, for example, working for a corporate elsewhere in the world and wants to work uh, or maybe make a color palette for the Brazilian market, what are the, the key factors that such a, let's say, designer, marketeer, what do they really need to know about the colors in Brazil? What's, for example, something they cannot forget? Absolutely. Is there maybe a color or is there a direction that Brazilians expect to have in the color palette? I believe nature is one factor you have to I mean. We have beautiful beaches, we have all the nature around us. So colors that are related to nature, most um, you cannot, <laughs> you cannot uh, forget about the blues and the greens uh, and uh, pops of 
yellow. So we are a sunny country. We like to uh, do outdoor activities. And so I believe that in, in, incredibly, it's going to be like the colors of our flag, but <laughs> there's nothing related <laughs> to this. But I would say that would be the, the blues and the greens and uh, yellows and oranges. We, we, we say that we have carnival here. So uh, we have these passion for joy, as I mentioned before. We, we like the happy things. We like to party. So yellow to orange would be good. And you cannot forget the greens and the blues. <laughs> I think that's already a great inspiration for everybody who's living, uh, let's say, in the, in the darker side of the world where there's not a lot of sun, where it's cold. Um, obviously, then... Like, for example, I'm originally from the Netherlands. We have a very different color scheme, but we love, you know, Brazil and we love the warmth and the colors and indeed the food. So um, I think that's a great inspiration. I know you also love to travel, um, just like myself, and you're a very curious person. So where do you find your color inspiration? So besides nature, when you are able to travel again, what are the places that you enjoy going to to find your inspiration for your color trends? Yeah, traveling is, I believe, is the most important one. But getting in touch with different cultures, I believe, is the best way for me to find color inspiration. I really like to find this inspiration, different landscapes, nature, as I mentioned before, local architecture and design, local food, artisans' products, and of course, the local people. So getting to know people and how they live inspires me, different stories, different point of view, culture living that due to lockdown what I've been doing like it's quite a challenge not be able to travel or to visit places we were talking about this before so go to expositions and museums even virtually to discover or to get any near inspiration motivation so also what I start to do during this uh this period that we are forced to stay home is I started to cook. I haven't had time to cook before. So the cuisine, Brazilian cuisine, the fresh vegetables, the fresh fruits are also very inspired to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I always like it, but I didn't have enough time to dedicate myself to learn or to try different spices or cooking styles. So since we have all these fresh ingredients here, it gives like a rich color to food that you're cooking and the nutrients. So I think that we taste with the eyes. <laughs> so... The colors are very important yeah. for you oh, hey. when you're eating. <laughs> I'm getting so dodgy for Brazil, indeed, because I remember, uh, you know, I was in Brazil, I think, for the last time two years ago in Sao Paulo. And, you know, we, we saw each other as well. We had a lunch together. And it's the colors of Brazil, the people, the joy, indeed, just like you, you said, it is so inspiring. And I remember from all the pictures that I took and all the markets that I went uh, went to, it is traveling that indeed inspires so much. And that's why sometimes it's so hard right now. Uh, being stuck at home, we can travel. But indeed, it is about enjoying those small things like cooking. Because another thing in Sao Paulo is, of course, the traffic, the commuting. And now you don't have that anymore. So you finally have time to cook. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This time uh, we have very low traffic, so we have enough time to do not only cooking, but also what I like to do is reading a book, watching some um, movies or documentaries. And that's yeah, we're having more time now to do all this stuff. But, you know, I miss you. I, I know that you also like to travel and whenever you can, it would be a pleasure to have you here in Brazil again. Oh, you know, I'll come back. I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> 
So how do you, when you are finding your inspiration, um, how do you capture that into tangible products? And how do you translate that into, into colors? Because of course, looking at a beautiful flower in nature, the translation is rather immediate. But it's a bit different if you are more observing, you know, society and people, for example. So how do you do that translation into a color that people would love to have on their wall? You know, what, what I like to do to create color palettes and combinations is put all together in mood boards. So I believe when I get these tangible things and put the color combinations, put the other materials that inspire me to create like an environment to you to for me to define the whole or the complete color palette or to create a new color. So I put small materials or photos or sometimes keywords. Yeah, keywords to define what is the mood or what would the information or what I would like that color to transmit to people that is going to use that. So then you can communicate different feelings, changing one color or one kind of material. So I, I really like to do the mood boards. Yeah, there's an important part when you do your story and then your mood board and then indeed the color collection. So you work together with a team, I imagine, or do you mainly work on your own? No, no. Well, I have a team that work with me. So we do like this color combinations together. We bring, I, I believe that it is very good when you in work with a team because you can, it's not only your uh, opinion or your input, your inspiration. And I believe when you have different people thinking and different information, it makes the, the palette or the color richer. So you can see one in one way, what color, uh, what the feeling that colors or what that uh, color can communicate and the other people can feel on another way. So it would be better to have this combined opinions and then make this storytelling better. Yep. Collaboration is key indeed. And sometimes when you are having new colors, you also would like to receive that confirmation that you're on the right track. And that indeed your colleagues or whoever you're working with, that they are actually, you know, enjoying those colors as well. And then I think the working together, that's something that I personally, I missed most during this lockdown, you know, not being able to directly work together because now you create mood boards digitally and then you send them to your coworkers, which is not the same thing, is it? Then standing around a board, taking pictures and, and, and playing around a little bit with colors as well. I think this is the same with Sharon Williams right now. You have to do everything digitally, right? Yeah, yeah, we're doing this digitally. Yeah, as I mentioned, it's quite different. And I I I really like to get, I mean, <laughs> I'm a Brazilian, I like to get with the people and be with the people, talk to people. And but uh, we have to adapt ourselves to this. And now I believe when we are starting like a year ago, start doing the, the mood boards digitally or the <laughs> to choose color digitally, which is quite a challenge too. I know that you've been to this too because we see color different in the screen or when, when you are actually having the, the physical color swatch. So it's been quite a challenge, but I think we adopted this and uh, we are not, we're not going to give away uh, choosing color or choosing palettes just because of this. So when you're passionate about color, you're keeping doing it or make it happen anyway. Yeah, I think that's true indeed. I mean, just like what Bruce uh, Lee said, right? Be water, my friend. We have to be adaptable. We have to be flexible like water, you know? So it's interesting to, to have any just talk about digital colors, etc. But then color combinations, 
is also a next topic that I'm very interested in. Because I know in interiors, it's not just one color. You have more than one color. And it's very playful to use you know, different colors into your homes, into your offices. What are new combinations of color that you are seeing? And where do you see these influences coming from? So uh, since the pandemic, we have been forced to do everything in our homes, live, to work, to play, to cook, to eat, work out, and even to rest. Mm. So uh, this makes us rethink all the spaces and the use of each of them. So and adapt them as far as possible to our new lifestyle, create spaces where when people get comfortable and able to provide physical and mental well-being and also security. So with that in mind, we're seeing an immersion of the, I believe, the lilac shades from the richest blues until the vibrant influence of the reds. We know that shades from the purple color family are associated with spiritual thinking, meditation practices, and also mystical environments. So in this time that we are focusing our attention to self-care, well-being, and healthy activities, this is a color family that certainly will impact into your decor from now on. So the combination of lilac with natural greens related to nature, to biophilia, or even bioscience, I'm increasing in particularly one of my favorite color combinations. So rosemary, fine, this type of green shaded combination with subtle lilacs for me are very beautiful. And also we can have a hint of honey yellow to give some pop of color. Now, you know, I'm Brazilian, like yellow. So this would be my <laughs> palette for this. You need place. a yellow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are not seeing each other, but you know that I'm with a yellow shirt today. <laughs> yes, I saw that. <laughs> so indeed it is yellow for brazil that's interesting it's interesting what you said about the lilacs and how they you know often are related to spirituality i think spirituality in latin america and especially also brazil it's not new because it's part of your heritage is very much part of your of your your culture you know the crystal therapy Chi, which i unfortunately have never been to yet is one of the places that i love to go so you do see that although it's part of your culture you do see that it's increasing even more and that you think that this is due to COVID-19. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I believe that it is increasing. I mean, we are also uh, looking back to our roots. So what our, our ancient people used to do. And then when you, when I mean ancient people, I can, we can deal with the Indians that were here before. So they have all of that uh, information about nature. They take care of themselves. They heal themselves with uh, vegetables, flowers, and all these. And also we have uh, the people that lived here and came from other countries. And then like we were, we were a colony. So we have all these influences from other countries. And then when you put this all, it's like a melting pot. And then you have this... <laughs> mystical and spirituality theme here in Brazil. And I believe that one of the colors that are related to this and that we are also using in our homes now is, is lilac. That's interesting. That's, for example, in Europe, we are seeing in, uh, well, it depends on what year we're talking about. We see a lot of yellow influenced colors. So yellow tinted colors for 2022. And then for 2023, I think we're going to go back a lot to the reds and uh, also the blues and the greens, but especially the reds. We've had yellow for so many years. 
here in Europe. And now we see that that is now changing indeed. And some of the lilacs, but, but not as much as Latin America. So I guess you still, you have global colors, you have global trends, but then you still have indeed, just like you said, your regional local colors because people, you know, they look back to their roots, especially currently. Um, so they are looking into the colors that are inherent to their society and to their culture. That's super interesting. Yeah, yeah, I believe you're right. So for now, I mean, lilac was, I mean, it's not like a color that you're seeing everywhere or, I mean, it's like, it's coming back, I believe. We used to have lilac, um, I believe it was like a long time ago. And then we are, we are seeing this like pop now due to this. So it's like, a, it's, it's one color combination that I mentioned here that I really like. And we are seeing more uh, frequent here. So that I believe is going to be 2021, maybe 2022. But for, it, it's quite for this time. And we still have, I believe that yellows, we like yellows, but they're like more caramel. They're more honey yellow, buttery yellow, you know, like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not so strong or saturated that it used to be. Yeah. Softer yellows, yeah, that are yeah, easy on the yeah. eye. So what's next for you? What's your current or what's the next project that you're working on and that you're super passionate about? Well, we have just launched a new color service called Swakor and the company that I work for, Sherwin. So that would mean your color, Sherwin's here. Uh, maybe it can be like something that you already know from the other countries that Sherwin's have branches but here uh, is a new service in which our interior designers and architects provide three color combinations for each photo or image received from the customer so we do a color simulation on a product to help customers choose the color they like or to combine color that they usually do not know how to do or to or how to start a color combination to change their homes so it's an exclusive service. Customers can find the service in one of the Sharon Williams branded stores in Brazil and also in our dedicated dealers. And the best, it's a free service. So with this service, our goal is to help customers to find their right color and to sell more color, not only white paint, as I mentioned before. <laughs> yeah. I think so, you know, white is still, uh, white is such a common color no matter where you are in the world. And if Sharon Williams, and with indeed this new concept of yours, you can get more color in the homes of people, which automatically probably is going to make them feel better. I think that's amazing. Yeah, you're going to, to make them more confident about choosing color and also give them some information. Sometimes they want to do that, but they are quite afraid of how or how to get started. So we're just going to help them a while. <laughs> Why do you think people are afraid of color? I've always asked this question. Why are people afraid of color? You know, sometimes I believe that they are not familiar with doing this. So uh, I believe when you're not familiar in changing uh, anything or you don't know uh, if this color is going to be like, you're going to be tired of this color very fast. I mean, very quickly. So I believe that's why people are afraid. They are not so confident in choosing color. But when they start doing this or they they playing with color or put like pops of color, like step by step, then they get used to it and then they cannot make any other project with any other using color. I believe that's... But uh, it's it's quite a question, a good question. Maybe we should do some survey about this and say, why are you afraid of using color? Because sometimes here they use a lot of color in the, the way they're dressed. But when you go to their houses, everything is white or off-white. It's quite different. 
Yeah, indeed. Um, Latin America, generally, you see people very colorfully dressed, but then their homes, you know, I've been to a few homes, but indeed, it is something that changes. But I think that's the same in, in other countries as well. Funny enough, in the Netherlands, uh, you actually have people that are less afraid of coloring their homes. So that's an interesting point. Maybe it's because we have darker weather uh, conditions. So we bring color into the home because we need that pop of color when it's raining or when it's snowing or when it's just cloudy and you know not, not a very beautiful day. We bring color in our homes, but we don't dress very colorfully. So it's funny how those differences globally are very clear within different you know, regions and also people, I guess. Yeah, that's very interesting what you mentioned. Yeah. But we like a lot of, of colors in our clothes. And you know what? I believe that when people also think about how they're going to choose the color for the home, sometimes you have here also the economic situation. So if you put a lot of money and then you're not going to like it, or you're going to be tired for a color for a while, that's why, okay, we keep it white because I know that it's going to be the right one to put, to put the color here. And, you know, it's easier to combine and all this stuff. Maybe I believe here we have also the economic situation problem too. So it makes it difficult sometimes to take a different action because it's going to cost you more money if you don't like this. Yeah. So the probably the... The hint for people is to start small, you know, use small services, use a pop of color and they just like you said, not go wild immediately, but just, you know, maybe one wall or some smaller items so that people at least bring some joy into their homes. Yeah, I agree with you. Patricia, it was super fun to talk to you. It was uh, amazing to hear, you know, what's happening out there with you, with Sharon Williams and also in Brazil. And I just want to thank you so much for this talk. It was fun, and I hope to talk to you again in the very near future. Yeah, me too. So it was very good to talk to you, and thank you for this invitation. I really like, I'm passionate about the colors, so I really like to talk about the colors. And it was awesome. Thank you. So this was Judith Van Vliet from The Color Authority. Thank you for listening again to yet another episode. If you haven't done so, please go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, review, and send us feedback on this episode, and I hope that you will be listening to the next episode coming out very, very soon. Thank you and have an amazing, colorful day.